Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome to Golik and Smitty. I'm Mike Golik. I'm Jessica Smetana. Welcome to another edition of Golik and Smetty. I am Mike Golik Sr. She is Jess Smetana. And Jess, we are closing in on the days when you will be out here for the second annual Golik Family Foundation Subpar Classic, where you will put your golfing uh, a greatness on the line since you did win an award last year. So ready to defend that. I'm excited for the award. I'm more excited for the merch that I will probably be getting with your little Golic Foundation crest on it. Some of the best merch out there. I can't wait, Mike. I can't wait to be back on campus. I can't wait to hang out with you and the fam and hopefully make some cookies that I will be delivering to you once again while you're talking to Brady Quinn. God, you're the best. Absolutely. We'll all dive in on those cookies. Yeah, we, we always want the merch to be good. We, we like the people that are coming here, especially the celebs like you or the people that mm-hmm. are paying to get uh, to get some good merch uh, to hang on to. And we don't want to make it some big thing on the shoulders or on the chest, just something real little. So It's cute. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. cute. Whoever yeah. designed it, A plus for me. Well, I did it. I designed all the clothes. Of course. Yes. Naturally, I mean, you and your graphic design skills probably how, how responsible do you not, for all of that. How do you not think that I am responsible for okay. all of it? Okay. I, I, I don't, so you don't believe it. Sure. I don't, all right. but that's all okay. Right. All right. Never mind. We got, we got a, a ton to talk about today from a lot of news going on in the NBA, where we are in the WNBA. The top teams are dominating like we thought they would. We're going we're gonna to chat about that. We got F1 and the alternate broadcast, which ever since Peyton Manning and Eli Manning have started these things, I think we've yet to find the next one that's been any good. And I think that continues here with F1. We will but discuss. We, we will we, discuss. We will discuss. But, but Jess, I mean, we have to start probably with the biggest story in the world. This this submersible that's that's gone down to look at the wreck of the Titanic with five people on it. I mean, I, I think we have to say first and foremost, all you can do is hope for the best here. I mean, just hope and pray for the best for the five people in there that are in this submersible. Supposedly they have 96 hours of air and the search is on for them. So that, that that's num- number one uh, is is to hope. But as each hour passes, obviously, that, that gets tougher and tougher to do. But, Jess, overall, just this idea, and, and did you see this thing? It's like it's like you're sitting in an MRI tube. I mean, it, it, it's it is, crazy. Yes, that's a, actually a great description of what it, it looks like. It's just a big cylinder that people sit inside, and they go 
thousands of feet underwater. I don't know how, I don't know where the deep ocean ranks for you in terms of like greatest fears because it's a top three for me. Anytime we talk about surfing or anything like that on Off the Looking Glass, I'm always saying how scared I am of the ocean. Um, the idea that someone would pay to do this is, I think, why it's become such a massive public interest story at this point. And like, of course, we hope that everyone on board is okay, but I don't know if you watched that CBS Sunday morning video yes. of the uh, David Pogue went into one of these things a year ago and showed all of the uh, technology aboard and what, you know, what the, the kind of the game plan is. You leave from Newfoundland, you travel on this big tanker out into the middle of the ocean, and then they dump you underwater. Um, so he, he was invited to go on as a reporter so he could, I guess, promote, and I'm sure this is like good PR for this company, you, you know, blast this out of the world. Like what a cool, unique thing this is. Um, but it didn't leave me wanting to go aboard, certainly watching that a year ago. And now that this video has resurfaced, I am positive that if I were a CBS Sunday morning correspondent, I would have passed on this assignment. I would not have gone aboard this thing. Well, and, and you said, and it did, it showed the submersible and the technology. There's no technology. I mean, it was yeah. like, it was like a button. I mean, the, it was the, like what, one what? button. Well, yeah. so the guy who invented it, who is apparently on board at this very moment, said that he wanted the technology to be similar to an elevator right. in terms of simplicity, which I don't know if you've ever been stuck in an elevator before. I have. It happens pretty frequently. They break down a lot. So I don't know if that's a great comparison uh, to begin with. But also, yeah, he said on this video that parts of this machine he bought at Camping World. Yes. And I just feel like I would never want to be on a machine that has a bowl game sponsor. And it's not like one of the top three, you know? I, I, I guess, and, and, and we can't stress enough that we certainly hope, Again, this ends in a good story. Again, it has 96 hours of emergency uh, sustainable capability, which would include oxygen and fuel. So we'll see. But I heard that too. Parts from Camping World, it's run by like a, a game console like or a game. Um, like a PS3 controller. Yes. Yeah. And one button, like they said, like an elevator. That blows my mind, and and people pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go bucks. on this. So yeah. I mean, listen, I get if you have that adventure in you, and what I didn't realize is there's been more exploration of space than deep sea, and that this, you know, where they're going, what thirteen, fourteen thousand feet, a little over, like I think close to like two and a half miles down. I, I listen, I don't know what's worse, trying to go up to space, Jess, or going down two miles in the sea where. You know, the, you can be crushed by the water, the, the pressure and such, or or missing like they are. I, 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 They both scare the hell out of me. And then in this confined area, to be in a confined area, man, I don't know. I, I, I've always said I would, I think, be more apt. If you were given the choice, you can go up in like SpaceX or whatever, whatever one of these ships are that take you mm -hmm. right to the brink of space. You know, it's not really outer space, but right to the brink of space or go down two miles in the ocean, which and you had to do one. Which would you do? I, do I have to pick one? Yes. Can I, can I yes. opt out? I don't no. like this. This is a terrible scenario. You have to pick one. I don't want to do either ever. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. This is terrifying. This is bad. I don't like any of it. 
PS3 controllers, by the way, they break all the time. We have one. It has to be constantly hooked up to power or else it just doesn't work. I don't trust them. I know that, like, I've seen a bunch of, you know, everyone on Twitter now is like an armchair submersible expert. And yeah. so I've been, I've just been reading nonstop coverage of this, by the way. Like, I woke up this morning and it was the first thing I thought about when I opened my eyes. I FaceTime my sister because she's a fellow Titanic enthusiast. There, I think there's like a genre of people, specifically yeah. like, Girls that grew up in the 90s when Titanic was really popular that got super invested in Titanic and uh, know a lot, probably too much about it. And I would classify my sister and myself in that in that camp. We went to the Museum of Science and Industry when we were eight years old to watch the Titanic exhibit where they give you a little card with a person's name and then you go through the exhibit and look at all right. the stuff and then you leave and they tell you if you your character survived or not. Like We did all of that growing up. So this is like very of interest to us but i've been i've been following all these people on twitter who are saying all these things about you know the technology and like you know these major water vessels a lot of them have very basic joysticks and stuff so the ps3 maybe isn't like that crazy of a thing but i disagree there are so many things when i watched the cbs sunday morning video that struck me as reasons i would never venture onto this thing and and the ps3 controller is probably top three I, I, i'm with you jess you know if if i was even and by the way my choice would be i would i would do the space space thing. yeah I'd, i mean I'd i think that's i think there's probably a better survivability rate yeah, just because yeah. it's happened more times but listen i said and you're by the ocean in miami I, I i choose a swimming pool over an ocean any day of the week i choose a lake over the ocean any day of the week there are way too many things in the ocean that can hurt me, okay? And, and that's just that's just the, the fish, let alone riptides and things like that. I don't want any of that. I, I don't need any of that. I'm not looking for that gross. in my life. Yeah. You know, I'm the, just, I, I want to lay by You're I, absolutely I, I, right. Like, um, the fish that are at, like, six feet underwater are gross. Yeah. The ones at, like, 5,000 feet have to be the nastiest things you've ever seen. Yeah, and, and luckily we wouldn't have to mess with them because you'd be in a submersible. But still, I don't need it. I, I, I don't, don't need see that. Them, no, I don't want to no. see them through the porthole. But if, if, if I am all of a sudden saying, yeah, you know what? I got 250,000 laying around. I'm kind of interested in maybe going down in this thing because nobody's done it. Let me go check it out. And then you show me I'm basically sitting in an MRI tube. There's one button in there. They tell me there's equipment in there from Camping World, and then they show me a game controller as how they're kind of working this thing. I can't tell you how quickly I'm out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute. Shouldn't modern technology be way better than this? You know, again, I, I am no expert on this. All I can go on is my, is my instinct of saying, this doesn't look like, it's going to no. work very no. well. And also, like, J James Cameron did it. He did it 30 years ago. And what what he did is good enough for me. He yeah. went down there. He took some videos. We all saw it on the big screen. Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Kate Winslet. Billy Zane. Like, we, we've seen it already. Been there, done that with the Titanic. Like, I'm good. Let, let the Titanic rest at the bottom of the ocean. I'm not interested. Pass. Next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agree with you. So... Uh, listen, it, it, it's tough to just go on to a sport from this because this is actually life and death in a, in a situation that but has like, us so all. bizarre. So it bizarre. is. It has us so intrigued at that piece of equipment going down there. And now 
crossing your fingers and just hoping upon all hope that somehow, some way they have survived this. Uh, but but it is what's going on now. It is the talk of, of everything now. So we'll see. Hopefully, again, it's a it's a great outcome. Uh, we will wait and see. But also, we'll get back to some, some sports after this, something that we can be maybe a little more cheerful about. All right, Jess, you know, on uh, to the sports world where the biggest thing going on this weekend, at least I thought, that there's obviously NBA news out there. We're going to get to the WNBA uh, as well. But the U.S. Open, I, I, I love the majors in golf. And I think the ones I like best are the U.S. Open and the Open, the British Open, but it's the Open. Because those have the best two potential of being so difficult Maybe you know it's it's so wild. We watch sports and we want to see this artistry, these great performances. But when I watch the U.S. Open and I watch the Open, I want to see I want to see golfers struggle. I, I want to see so much struggle. You know, especially in the Open. You know, wh- wherever it is uh, in Europe with the wind blowing, maybe it's raining out. So difficult to golf. And the U.S. Open, the course being unbelievably tough. This course. What the, the, the fairways were the widest they've ever been. You got two guys setting a record on day one with shooting 62s. So I, it, the, I didn't get what I wanted out of this. And then the whole L.A. Country Club, I don't know how much you follow this. Uh, this seems like one of the most uppity clubs <laughs> known to mankind that I would want no part of these people from this club uh, who, who remind me of a bunch of old old fuddy-duddies sitting on a lawn yelling, you know, on their steps saying, get off my lawn of what you can't do with their club. No, they all reminded me of Judge Smales from yes. Caddyshack. Yeah. Like, that's the pre- that's the golfer I'm picturing who's a member. There's only 800 members there. We talked about it a little bit last week on the show when we were previewing the, o- the U.S. Open. Um, but 800 members, it's like a $250,000 initiation fee. There's a good, there's a good, would you rather Mike, would you rather spend the 250 K on the Titanic submersible or the LA country club membership? Um, I am not sure you're not allowed to use your phone there. You can only use your phone, uh, in your parked car or in the phone booth in the men's locker room, apparently at this country club, you're not allowed to take videos and pictures, et cetera, et cetera. No shorts. You have to wear a dining jacket if you're over the age of six, uh, at a certain time during the day, it, it is has some of the strictest country wait, club rules. Wait, 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 wait! I didn't know this. Wait, over the age of six, so if you're seven, you have to wear a jacket. I read that. Yes, I read that in. Uh, I think it was Joe P- Pompliano. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. In his Substack, he had all the rules written out for the LA Country Club, and it said something about dinner jacket over the age of six. So yeah, I guess if you're seven. Tough luck. Got to go get fitted for it. You have to wear tailored pants. Like it is, it is, but for a U.S. Open, like this is, it, this is supposed to be an open championship, right? This is the U.S. Open. It's not supposed to be allegedly at a, at a course like this that is so restrictive of, um, people, outsiders coming in. And apparently they were really restrictive of the amount of tickets that they sold right. to the general public. And also the tier of tickets, because they were selling a lot of, tickets for you know the suites and the thousand dollar seats and all of that but if you wanted just general admission good luck it was tough yeah to it, get. it seemed like some of the twenty thousand a day were general admission but from what we understood a lot of the members were buying those up i mean there was there was like nobody there i mean yeah. did, did you imagine 
what those members felt like when they saw the golfers walking. They would, you know, how they show a football player, basketball player walking into their game. They were showing the golfers coming in. They were in shorts and like t-shirts. Those members had to be cringing, oh, saying yeah. these people are walking into our club looking like that. I mean. I don't think I could despise a club or the people who run a club more, you know, than, than those people and reading some of the rules involved and not want to be involved in something like that. Supposedly, now, I, I'm not sure if I heard this correctly, that they're supposed to get it there again in 2032 and they're already, everybody's starting to say no. Pull that bid from them. I mean, the golfers don't want it to be there. Fans don't want it to be there. It sucked being there now i watched it because i i wanted to see some tough golf or and in all honesty i like seeing great golf too yeah and congrats to wyndham clark i mean yeah. this guy held off of some of the best players in the world by playing consistent especially when the back nine you could score well or the front nine you could score well and the back nine was so tough rory was trying to make a run at him and clark held him off so good for him a, a great win for him but man, that that experience at LA Country Club, I, I hope we never have to go through that again. Yeah, it was especially weird on the early early couple the uh, early couple rounds were were very quiet and people were complaining. So it seemed like you know at least the final round. If you watched the end on Sunday evening, you probably were like, I don't know what you know. It looked like there were a lot of people there. I don't know what the complaint was, but when you compare it to years past, it yeah. definitely sounded different. And it yeah. wasn't like. The course looked bad. Like it, it was no, a nice course. It, it played yes. nicely the last day, especially. Like I think Wyndham Clark was like ten under, right, with his winning, uh, yeah. winning score. But yeah, it was it was definitely disappointing leading up to that, and left people <laughs> wanting more. <laughs> it, you know, if you hit it in the rough there, you paid the price because it was like five inches. So I that was wild seeing guys hit out of there. You had to make yeah. some pinpoint shots. So the course itself, I'm not ripping that. I mean, yeah, outside of the the the. Normally, you see more narrow fairways to make it a little tougher on players, and these were like wide open. Now, that's what I, you and I would love to see is wide open fairways. I love a wide fairway. Oh, my yeah. God. You know, give me a lot of forgiveness going on here. Build the whole course out of a fairway, a as Exactly. That's exactly right. So, you know, I, I, no, it has nothing to do with the, the course. I, I somewhat liked. It wasn't the greatest, but but I did like it. But, boy, that area. Now, Mike was there. Thursday, he was walking walking the course with some of uh -huh. his friends, and I guess he said the house on the the the, the house on the course that's the biggest uh, or maybe the most expensive. I think it's Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie really? has a house on. The, I got to imagine the, the the resale of those houses if you sell on that course, because Mike was reading about it and said the the land the course is on is worth billions of dollars of Eight where billion, it is. I read. Yes. It's yeah. in the middle of Beverly Hills. But yes. I also read that because of um, some like California state law, the people that own the country club, since it's technically a nonprofit member owned country club, they pay 1975 uh, land value taxes yeah. on yeah. it. So they save like $80 million in taxes every year, which is incredible. It, it's it's um, unreal. But yeah. you know, it, it, it's wild because I think we are all wondering if we were going to see live PGA drama, right? Because this yeah. was the first tournament and, and it was a, obviously a major of when we had this or, or right the, the first major since we've had the announcement of whatever the next iteration is going to be of live, you know, DP world and, and, and PGA of what it's going to be. And I think everybody was wondering about cage matches, 
you know, mm-hmm. between the players. But you saw Brooks. You, cer- you certainly said it a few times last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, hoping but for a little action. I, I, w- I was hoping for We never had really gotten it or seen it publicly. And then you saw Rory and Brooks. Wa- they were they were paired together the first two days, walking down the fairway, talking. They seem, everybody seems fine with yeah. one another. Again, we don't know what the final product is going to look like. But that was like the big talk coming in was, uh-oh, the mer- how is it going to work? How are these players going to get along? And then it turned out to be all about the course and the country club and the rules. I still cannot believe if you're over six years old, you have to wear a dinner jacket. <laughs> I know. I, I've been trying to Google it this whole time just to make sure I read that right. But I... Like the thought of the little little seven year old, like on your seventh birthday at the country club, it's like, all right, buddy, got to put on the jacket now. Wow! Now I was at when when Mike was with the Saints, they had part of their training camp at the Greenbrier, which is in I think oh, West, yeah, Virginia, West Virginia, which which is a a beautiful old money facility, mm-hmm. right? It's where and, they have the the bunker underground yes, for nuclear yes. fallout for Congress. If you don't know what so, I'm talking about, look it up. <laughs> so New the Saints were there, and the, the Patriots came in, and they practiced a few days together. So I, I went there to watch for a few days. Jess, I went to breakfast. I put on a pair of shorts, and like right now, I have like a like a t shirt, not, not mm-hmm. just a a t shirt. You know, it's a it's a decent t shirt, but a nice t shirt, but a t shirt yeah. nonetheless. There's levels. And it's like 7.15 in the morning. And I walk in there and they're like, sorry, sir, you have to have a collared shirt. I said, a collared shirt? I said, it's 7.15 in the morning. I just want some breakfast. They said, no, you have to have a collared shirt on. I had to go back and put a collared shirt on just to eat breakfast. So this is how I got back at them. The, <clears throat> they have, they have a, a bunch of things you do that are like skeet shooting, fishing, and things like that. So I went fishing on the golf course, on the golf course, on some of the fairways, they have lakes. Uh-huh. I, I, I got their fishing pole. I rented a fishing pole there, and I walked straight through the main lobby with a fishing pole on my shoulder. <laughs> I looked like the biggest tool on the face of the earth, but I was like, I'm doing this, man. Payback is mine. I, exactly. I am walking through. I got to look like the biggest podunk. You know, with this fishing pole on my shoulder. And then while guy people are golfing, I'm sitting there casting into the lake <laughs> catching bass. It was awesome. Okay, so I, I found on golf.com, golf attire is acceptable in the locker room and grill room. But after 6 p.m., mon- men must wear a jacket in all other areas of the clubhouse unless otherwise specified for an event. That goes for boys ages 7 and up, too. Come on. Yeah. So they're raising the whole next generation to be a bunch of snobbish a-holes too. <laughs> so that I mean I don't know. God. I feel like if you're 7 and you have to wear a dinner jacket, you're going to you're going to rebel. You're going to be like Judge Smales's uh, yeah. grandson <laughs> his or grandson. nephew. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah, you're going to be picking your nose. I want a hamburger and a hot dog. You'll have nothing and like it. Oh, that's so true. That is Anyways, so true. I yeah, I don't know, Mike. It was a uh, you don't. You definitely don't want that to be in the narrative from a, a U.S. Open weekend. But Rory played well. I I was kind of rooting for him down the the back nine. He he didn't putt very well on Sunday, um, but ha- happy for Wyndham Clark. It's always cool to see a guy win at his first major. Yeah. When he he hasn't had many tour. I think he's only had a couple tour wins. He has. Yeah. Uh, in his career, <clears throat> so definitely a big upset for him. It's interesting the the similarity when way I think it was in 2010. Uh, or, or in that area when Rory won the U.S. Open. A month before that, he won the Wells Fargo and then won the U.S. Open. Well, Wyndham, 
about a month ago, won the Wells Fargo and now won the U.S. Open, kind of the same way uh, Rory had done it. I, I thought Justin Fowler, he kind of fell off. You know, he was Ricky up Fowler, there in the league. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Ricky Fowler, that, that yeah. he was going to finally pull one off. Uh, but he, was, he, he kind of dropped out of this thing. But, yes, uh, at the end of the day, congrats to Wyndham Clark um, for, for winning. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great, great major for him to win. Jumps up in the ranking. So onward we go and hopefully never back to the Los Angeles Country Club. All right. Uh, coming up, we got, uh, we got NBA talk. We got WNBA talk. And we got F1 talk to get to. We'll be back after this. We're excited to welcome back Lindsay Darkangelo, who's a college basketball and WNBA writer for The Athletic, as well as Just Women's Sports. Lindsay, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this WNBA season because Mike and I, as you know, are humongous homers, and we need to talk about the fact that Notre Dame women's basketball alum alums are taking over this season in the WNBA. So my question for you, there's three former Notre Dame players in the top five in scoring so far this season. And, of course, we'll get to all the other storylines and everything like that after this. But I need to ask you, which of the three, Jewel Lloyd, Enrique Ogumbawale, uh, and Jackie Young, which of the three do you think will finish in that top spot in scoring? I mean, you know, the way Enrique plays is just part of her game, right? Um, I think, didn't she win the scoring title last year or the season before, one of the two? Um, so wouldn't be surprised if, if she was up there again. Jewel... I mean, she's pretty much the go-to player on Seattle right now. That the entire franchise is going through her, like you know, offensively especially. So, again, wouldn't be surprised. But for me, the player that for the Notre Dame alum that has impressed me the most is Jackie Young, um, winner of the Most Improved Player Award last season, and then she has just taken her game to a whole different level. One of the most uh, efficient players in the league right now, shooting sixty percent from the field. Um, leading scorer on the aces uh, and she's doing it at all three levels, you know, getting to the bucket. She was relying heavily on that mid range game for a while, but now she's added the three point shot as far as being more efficient with that. So I don't know. My money's on, my money's on Jackie young. You know, where there was some, obviously some movement in the off season, we, we've created these teams, you know, a la the NBA were maybe some super teams, but I mean, what the aces are doing again, how how what is the drop from them to the next whether it's the sparks the wings whoever is next in the western conference of where the aces are yeah so i mean we don't really i mean there's conferences in the WNBA, but it's really like just looking from like a, a whole league right. standpoint because the conferences don't really come into play until i mean come playoff times uh anyway but yeah at 10 and 1 i mean the drop off is huge you thought you know, New York with um, with their super team, Brianna Stewart, Courtney right. Vandersloot, um, John Cole Jones, and Sabrina Inescu. You thought, you know, they would be kind of one-two stop. But the Connecticut Sun are, are, are playing exceptionally well as well. So you have the Aces are the top tier, and then, you know, it drops down. The Sun aren't far behind, but and then the Liberty. But as far as efficiency goes and just finding a weakness um, on the ace is just very hard to do that. I mean, they're so sound defensively and offensively, you know, they still have their core from last season that won the championship. You had Candace Parker, you had Alicia Clark, who's an incredible defender. Um, and it's just, it's hard, it's hard to find a weak spot on that team. What do you think the odds are of a championship rematch? Or do you think the Liberty will do something here to really set themselves apart from the sun over there and the East Coast? 
I think the Liberty are still just trying to uh, get that that rhythm because they do have they do have the offense. Um, I think what they need more from is their bench players, um, which I think will you know increase as the season goes on. Because right now the Connecticut Sun bench is is playing pretty well, and I think that's kind of been the difference between those two squads. So we'll see. I'm interested to see when they finally get a chance to like match up to see how that shakes out. Where well, is they play, it? They play yeah. a week from today. So Mike, we'll have to oh, watch that after we play in your golf tournament. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, at the Liberty and the, and the sun. Yeah. And the sun, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that overall. Um, Lindsay, th- this league, especially with what happened in the airport with Brittany Griner, you know, in Phoenix and talking about the charter flights has that all kind of been rectified? Is that all going in the right direction now? I don't think it's been rectified. I think I think there's some things still, no pun intended, up in the air with that as far as, you know, best way to proceed going forward. I think with, with Brittany Griner specifically, that needs to happen yesterday, uh, her being able to charter every game. That should have been from the start of the season. Um, the transparency with the league is interesting because when it comes to, like, issues like this, um, they can often the messaging gets that's mixed up. They they say one thing and then maybe do another, and um, they've done that with expansion. But I think in addition to the charter flight issue, the league's at a very very pivotal moment right now, um, and a lot of the bigger decisions coming up, including charter flights, is going to impact the evolution of the league going forward. You have the expansion issue, which is like just a major talking point right now as far as expanding league so more players can play roster size all of that Uh, we saw so many draftees get waived this past year and previous years and then you have the media deal with the spn coming up um which looking at the ion deal that they just did is is undervalued now so they have some bargaining power there um and then the new you know the new cba is not up till 2027 i think but there's some conversations that need to happen now as far as, you know, changes that the players can, can, you know, want to enact as going forward and some changes that need to be made and addressed there. So, yeah, I mean, I think overall the league's just had a very, like I said, pivotal point in its evolution and in its existence so far. So has there been any clarity on what the arrangement with Brittany Griner was at the beginning of the season? Cause I know reports have come out now that, the league claimed that they gave her permission to charter all the games, but her representation said that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And it seems like what you said, the messaging is mixed up. And so mm-hmm. fans are kind of left unsure what's really going on behind the scenes. And if the league really is doing what they should be doing to protect her. Yeah. And I think as far as I know, going forward, I, I think she'll be able to do that. And, you know, as, what was said at the beginning of the season and what the league put out, like you said, there were, there were, there's mixed messages coming back now. So it's all, you know, I tend to believe in Brit that Brittany's rep has it right. Just because in the past, I know that the league itself has said one thing and done another, especially with expansion. I mean, they, I did a tweet once where I just listed things they said, you know, every, you know, three months and then five months later and then six months. And they were all different things about expansion. (laughs) And so I, I tend to, I tend to believe uh, Brittany's representation more so in that regard. You know, you, you look at, I, in, in 
spending half the year in Arizona. They do have that JSX. I know it's kind of the kind of the private uh, flight. I know they've taken that for some games, and maybe they'll start using it for more. I know it changes obviously uh, when the playoffs come around. You know, you mentioned expansion a couple of times. Does it happen? And if it does, when does it happen? It needs to happen. I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah. It needs yeah. to happen. I, I think it's just it's getting to the point for the league where whatever reason that they're waiting and it could be financial or they just don't want to get the location wrong, or maybe they've had some things set up that fell through. Um, it's hard to really know the specifics as again, they're, they're not, they haven't exactly been transparent. I mean, it went, it went from last season. They were going to announce two cities by the end of the year, the end of the year came and went and they said they had already whittled the list down to like 10 teams. And then this past spring, they said there was the hundred teams they were evaluating. So it's kind of been all over the place, but you know, you just look at the league itself and it's growing and the talent, there's just so much talent being left off the table. And if they can't figure out a way to do that under the hard salary cap, you need to add one to two more teams to get that talent influx into the league. You know, player athletes are playing longer, which means established veterans have more of a leg up on the incoming talent and rookie rookies who don't have that time, who maybe need that time to develop, but don't because they can't make a roster. It's just kind of, it's not, it's not meshing right now the way it's set up and where we are at at this point in time with the talent level and products. So yeah, something, something needs to happen sooner than later. I'm curious if you've noticed any sort of like, um, like just increase in carryover and excitement from the national championship game. That was one of the most watched games in, in college basketball history for the women, Iowa against LSU into this WNBA season and like the carryover when you have a, a college star like Aaliyah Boston, who's now playing for the fever, playing very well. Um, if you've just noticed that buzz kind of carry over into the season. Yeah. And I think it started a couple years ago, but it's gotten, you know, it's increased every single spring when we've seen the viewership and the numbers go through the roof this year, incredibly with the NCAA tournament. And then how that sort of, trickles into the league from the WNBA draft and then into the WNBA season. But yeah, you've seen it for sure. Attendance is up. Uh, and then viewership has also been up. They, the league doesn't normally put out um, those numbers like for during the regular season, but they have recently because uh, certain games have hit benchmarks or just, you know, have done really well. And, you know, the opening weekend did very well. So yeah, I definitely think the college game the women's college game has lured some more fans into it. And then that is starting to carry over, which is what you, you hope to have what it happened all along. But I think we're seeing, we're seeing that ramp up because women's sports in general uh, is up. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. It is, it is arrow up uh, and, and can't wait to see some of these personalities in, in women's college basketball head on in to the WNBA. Let's switch sports, uh, Lindsay. I know you're a Buffalo Bills fan. How nervous were you when uh, all of a sudden there was a little bit of, and it, it seems like it had nothing to do with football, between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? There's, so living in Buffalo, right, the, the football season's like year long. I mean, there's just constant conversation and everything. And, you know, being a Bills fan, it's just you're, you're always in tune to it. But, there was a lot that was left over from that Cincinnati implosion. 
I'll call it. And then what we saw on the sidelines between Diggs and uh, Allen. And then, like, everybody knows somebody who knows something about what's going on. <laughs> like, there's all these rumors. And there's all similar themes and similar, you know, parts to them where you're like, okay, somewhere in here is the truth. And, you know, Ellen may have gotten involved in some extracurricular activities uh, <laughs> off the field that, you know, maybe impacted his play that day. I won't get into specifics because, again, it's all like conversation. But I swear, like one of my friends was like, yeah, so my dentist knows a guy yeah. who knows a guy kind of thing. But, yeah, so there's this there's this tension that I think was never resolved and then it was just weird the way McDermott handled that situation yes. with saying, like, I'm very concerned. And then Allen, like, almost confessing his soul and, you know, saying how much he loves Diggs. It's just, I wish they would have done that hard knocks show with the Bills this season. Because, I mean, could we have asked for a better storyline? You know, it would have been perfect. I have, like, a friend of a friend who was, like, hairdresser's aunt also has like Josh Allen rumors like and I have no Buffalo connections like we're the only person I know who lives in Buffalo so I you're absolutely right about that it seems like there's just a web of of rumors swirling around the team which is never good especially in in June we probably shouldn't be talking about that but um I don't know I'm excited to see what unfolds when when camp starts in a few weeks because yeah. things certainly don't seem it, it it doesn't seem like the bills had you know like the, the worst season like they should be in in better spirits and kind of more cohesive coming into this season to actually win something this time right yeah i mean there's definitely feels like something's off something's not meshing and like you said it'd be interesting to see how training camp plays out but um you know well, we were once called the Bickering Bills, and then we went on to like go to like four Super Bowls in a row. So I don't know. Maybe 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 things will work themselves out. That's what they yeah, need. Yeah. L- listen, the, the the bottom line is once you get between the lines and start playing, that's all that's going to matter. This all happened in the off season when nothing counted, so everything gets kind of magnified a little bit. Uh, once training camp starts, the the focus will be on what it should be, and that 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 team getting back to the Super Bowl and hopefully winning this time. So with Stephon yeah. Diggs on the field, still catching passes from Josh Allen. Lindsay, we appreciate the time very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Ex- excited to celebrate the Jackie Young MVP this season. Uh, I mean, she's putting up those numbers. All right, Jess, good to get caught up on the WNBA. I don't know if anybody's taken out the Aces. I mean, they, they just look so good right now and i'm glad I'm, I'm glad you started out with the notre dame trio connection there so uh let's see what kind of postseason awards or, or regular season awards they, they can grab I, I mean there could be an all-star team that is just nd players at, right now it is great to watch but love that mike we we need to talk a little bit about the nba draft which is yeah. coming up and the phenomenon that is victor Wembanyama from france um when you watch this guy play, are you also just like, how on earth is this physically possible? You know, I guess anymore, just this stuff shouldn't be surprising us because the athletes just get better and better. Now, that yeah. always that always doesn't equate to them being better than the players before them or the game being better. But just the athletic ability. This guy's what seven four seven five seven, seven two I think. Oh no, he's seven four. I think he, I think I think he's seven four. Oh, we're gonna have to do a quick check on that. I, I thought he was seven four. 
Um, well, either way, I mean, I, <laughs> very pedantic argument. That seven two is also extremely tall. Um, Mike, I saw that on DraftKings Sportsbook. He has minus twenty thousand uh, to go number one. So if you bet twenty thousand dollars, you win a hundred dollars. I mean, that's uh, all, I would. It, yeah. yeah, I would rather do that than go in the submersible that's exploring the Titanic. But it's not a great thing to spend money on. And you're right. He is he is listed at seven two. It's interesting. When you're like over seven foot, you sometimes list your height as smaller. And when <laughs> yeah. you're smaller, you list your height as bigger, right? If you're six yeah, foot, you right. list it as six two. If you're seven four, you list it at seven two. But he is listed at seven two. And that's unbelievable. $20,000 bet to win 100 bucks. So 100, 100 grand will get you $500. The amount you would have to bet just to make anything substantial would be absurd. Yet, I don't know if there's more of a lock bet than this, right? I mean, so it's almost like you could empty out your bank account, bet it on this, and it would be the safest bet known to mankind. Yeah, I mean, a safer bet than traveling to the bottom of yes. the ocean. Yes. Um, yeah, he's going to be really good. I think the the league has been broadcasting his games, I think, this the whole season because fans are getting really, really hyped up for him, um, which I think is cool. But I've seen clips here and there, and I can't wait to watch him in the NBA playing against some of the other stars in the league because it's, it's unreal. Going to but be but you're right. Seeing a seven foot two guy do that much, you know, shooting threes or driving the lane yeah. the way he does, I mean, it, it, especially in a league that isn't as it's still physical NBA is physical but not as physical as it once was and that's what players are used to now less physicality than you know decades ago and and, and that's these games you know of what they're able to do in the lane or from the three-point land it's it's incredible and I love how they've been showing highlights of when he played against Scoot Henderson could be the second pick of the draft mm-hmm. they played I think in in 2022 at some point um, showing these guys play against one another. But I'm looking forward to the draft, looking forward. Well, the offseason's already been incredible with Chris Paul getting traded to Washington for Bradley Beal, and now the a new big three in Phoenix with Beal and Booker and Kevin Durant. Let's see what they can do. But to me, one of the most interesting things was in France, LeBron James and Draymond Green having a meal together. I mean, I didn't, so, wait, I didn't see that. Yes, they're, they're in France. I don't know where in France, but there's this table there, and they just show in the corner where there's just basically <laughs> you see a few people, but you see LeBron and Draymond sitting, sitting next to one another wearing, like, bucket hats. Well, and, okay, and, and, I, I did see that LeBron was at Le Mans last weekend doing, like, the starter thing at right? the 24 Hours of Le Mans, so maybe he's just on a big – French vacay right now. But Draymond sitting next to him. So you know what happens. Everybody starts talking. Draymond uh-huh. opted out of his player option. You know, is it going to, is he going to end up with the Lakers? Uh, you know, is that where he's going to end up? Is Chris Paul going to end up with the Lakers? Cause Very probably sure as hell, probably not going to play with Washington. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be, that part is going to be interesting, especially with the new CBA kicking in and so much penalty for these high salaries, for the luxury tax. It is amazing to me that the, the difference, and I don't know, and sometimes this goes into the weeds, but like Draymond Green is supposed to make $26.7 million this year. 
and it was a player option. He turned it down. So the thought is stay with Golden State, sign like a three-year deal for like 70 mil, which is less per year than what he was going to make. But now he's guaranteed 70 million instead Mm -hmm. of just the one more year of 26 million. Here's the interesting thing. If he did that and took his first year salary for next year at 21 million, where he was supposed to make 26 million, that $5 million less would save them maybe about $40 million in luxury tax money if some other things happened as well. But that's Mm -hmm. how much a few million in salary per year can save a team in luxury tax overall. And that's what it seems like this year is going to be about is all these owners paying these monstrous luxury bill taxes, especially Golden State, on how do they kind of get that number down this year. Yeah, it's interesting. I think sometimes uh, fans love to play the salary cap game, especially in the NFL where there's a hard cap, obviously, and and think about ways to to move players around and, and restructure things. But to me, you know, the salary cap, it's like the U.S. debt ceiling, Mike. It's none of my business. I just <laughs> let other people take care of it. We always end up underneath whatever it needs to be, and, and we're good. So. All right, so so we we have time before the. the <laughs> Did the I remind draft. you of Sid there? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that that's what I need. You remind me of my my pregnant daughter. Jeez, oh man, already tired all of her life, and now in pregnancy, talking about how she's tired every single day as well. And I can't say a word. About, not worried about your debt. No, 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 not at all, not one bit. So let's look at F one. They were in Canada, uh, Canadian Grand Prix. You know, is. Is it getting boring in the sport? I mean, maybe this is like when when uh, Lewis Hamilton was winning championship after championship after championship. Verstappen doesn't lose. He he would let every lap of this race. He's won now what forty one races uh, overall. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you're you're into this more than I am, but I'm still a, a fan of it. Does it get boring to you when you have a die? It's almost like. Between Hamilton and Verstappen, when you had the dominant Tiger Woods, did we like that in golf, or do we like it better when there's a few people vying for the top spot? It's a good question. I think, yes, to most fans, it is getting boring, to be honest. I think that especially newer fans came into the sport when there was a really exciting title race going on between Verstappen and Hamilton. So the last two years has been a little bit boring, especially because – Verstappen's winning by so much time. He won the race on Sunday by, I think it was 20 seconds, with a dead bird stuck in his yeah. car. Yes. That is a level of difficulty that I don't think many cars could do in any of the championship uh, dominant seasons that there have been. The Red Bull is just that fast. Now, it seems like the Aston Martin is closing the gap, and Mercedes yes. is closing the gap to Aston Martin, uh, and they've both had some big upgrades over the last couple of races. But yeah, I think people are bored of listening to the Dutch national anthem with Verstappen at the top of the the podium week in and week out like it there's no way around it and there's I think there's still reasons to watch if you like the sport which I of course do but if you're a casual fan and you're mostly just interested in in the leading car then yeah it's probably lost a little bit of its excitement I'm still enjoying the season there's still fun stuff going on I love all the personalities in the sport and I think Seeing the progress that the other teams have made so far into this season does give me hope for next season being a little bit more competitive. But 
Um, certainly Max Verstappen, if we're going back to the Victor Wembenyama odds, like uh, Max Verstappen's have to be <laughs> yeah. also not, not great bets to take right now because he's, he's winning all of those races. I, I'm with you about the other, the other manufacturers kind of catching, uh, catching up, but making it a little more interesting. Closing the so, gap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a good term. And then you have Daniel Ricciardo who said that he'd like to end his Formula One career by returning to Red Bull. I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, quite honestly, but his name brings up one of the other things about this is the alternate broadcast, which was, which was he and Will Arnett, I believe, were, were the main ones here. And I was I was gonna say something mean, and I'm not gonna say it, but I'll tell you what it was going to be. And I was gonna say I would like to end my Notre Dame career as the quarterback of the football team. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you may but, have as much of a chance as Ricardo <laughs> does of being. But I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna with, say okay. That. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not gonna say that. So. What did you What did you think of this this alternate broadcast? Again, stemming from Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, who I love. I love it more when they have less guests. But others have tried to do this. None have come close to that. Some have been downright awful. This This was not very good. Okay, so I full disclosure didn't watch a lot of it, so I don't think I can say good or bad. But I will say, for the few minutes that I did watch it, I immediately was like, I need to go back to the main broadcast because I think that the Sky commentary group that does the races, are they're so yeah. good at it that I don't feel like I can miss, you know, five minutes of what they're adding just to, you know, hear, you know, whatever guest Marshawn Lynch was on, Patrick Dempsey yeah. was on. Um, I know, like, Will Arnett, I've heard from my other pod host, Spencer Hall, who I do DNF with, an F1 podcast. We talked a little bit about this on the show this week. Uh, apparently he knows his stuff. Daniel Ricardo obviously knows his stuff. Like he's a very accomplished driver and a great personality, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have instant chemistry or you're going to be able to entertain people for two hours and provide something that's different than what sky is already presenting on the main broadcast, which was on ABC this week. So I think it's probably a tough, a tough, uh, it's tough to find an audience for that. Yeah. I certainly want to listen to what, you know, the experts and the people at the race and in the pit lane, like Ted Kravitz have to say. So I'm not going to stay tuned in it, but I, I hope that it gets better because yeah. I, I also haven't heard I, amazing things. I think it can get better. We'll see right now. I like Will Arnett a lot better in his commercial with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love I, Will Arnett on Arrested Development. Yeah, one of yeah. the, Joe Bluth is one of the greatest it, comedic characters exactly. of all time. Completely agree with that. So we'll see. You're right. I think it could get better as well. We will see. We'll see if I can get any better in beating you in golf when you're out here next week uh, for our golf tournament. So, Jess, next time we chat, we will be together doing it. I look forward to it.